What's up, everybody? Mojax boys are back. Man, we got another big one. And I don't I don't say Mountaineer legend. I don't I don't use that term lightly, but we really have a Mountaineer legend on the show tonight. We were so excited to get him. Fans have been asking. We got none other than Juwan Staten. Man, what's up, Juwan? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. I'm yeah. not trying to make this about me, but you here all know. My listeners know out here. Our listeners know I'm all about – I love football, but I'm all about basketball. Yeah. So I'm super right excited tonight. Yeah, Brent, Brent okay. here is – he's – I mean, obviously we love – Mountaineers, we love basketball. We love football. He's a little nutty about basketball, though. As he is. <laughs> should you should you Same go ahead here. and tell him uh, about the story of your son oh, Bob yeah. Buggins? So I, I, we were at a game, me and Justin here, and uh, after the game, we would always wait for Hugs to do his post game press conference by the court, and we would go down. <laughs> And uh, grown men doing that, by the way. <laughs> well, that's why you have kids. You use them to do what you want to do. So I'm, he's waiting uh, for an autograph. Our kids are. And uh, the security guard was cracking down in years past. They hadn't done that. And I, I'm like, oh, so uh, the security guard says, you're going to have to back up. My four year old son at the time says, it's OK. My dad knows Bob Huggins. <laughs> <laughs> he was convinced. He was convinced that Brent was. Bust. I've only met him for autographs and he was convinced <laughs> i knew bob huggins said it would convict yeah oh okay. yeah oh yeah for sure man well yeah well, brent will try not to fangirl too much here yeah, <laughs> but uh <laughs> we got to go back to man because we got obviously we want to ask about several things i mean don't worry brent we will get to the kansas game the spin and That's the right. layup don't worry <laughs> just calm down over there but uh yeah we want to get back to how far are we going back i mean you know the funny thing with with Joan is, I remember I got a I got a call or text or something, and my buddy said we got Joan Staten, and I wasn't like I don't know dialed in yet, and I was like the kid from Dayton, no way. I'm like, how yeah. we pull this <laughs> off? Like he's like, yeah, we have we just we just got our difference makers. So so take us through that as far as leaving Dayton, uh, transferring and and uh, getting to W. Oh man, that was. That was a crazy, crazy time. Just, I had originally committed to uh, to Penn State, and um, Coach Ed DeTillis left Penn State. Um, so I opened my recruiting back up, and pretty much every school that had uh, offered me, had kind of went to their their other uh, the other guys that they had offered, or the other guys they were looking at. So um, the second time that I became available. It was like I was in play with a lot of other players, and and those players were taking it, <clears throat> taking the offer. So I was kind of stuck, not knowing, you know, what I was gonna do. Uh, West Virginia called late, um, but it was perfect. I mean, summer session was gonna be starting soon, and uh, I just I didn't really think too much about it. Um, I had a conversation with Coach Hugs, but I mean, it was Hugs, and uh, me being from Ohio, I definitely knew about it. So. Um, just knowing what he had done and the players he had had and the success he had had, it was kind of, you know, that that was like a no-brainer to me. So um, I went ahead and and, uh, and accepted the offer, and the rest is history. And once I got here, it was um, – man, my first – the first time I seen Morgantown, I was <laughs> – I didn't really know what to expect. It was, it was super small. I'm like, man, all these people here in this little town, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, don't worry, don't worry. You you'll see. Like most of my players don't leave. They all they always end up coming back." And I was like, "Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, what? <laughs> Look at me now. I'm back. So I mean, it was. It, it sucks was you in. 
Morgan, definitely does. Morgantown sucks you in. And then you talk about getting to Morgantown. Um, so you had to set out the red shirt year. What, was your first year here KJ's senior year, or were they gone by yep. the time? Okay, I yep. thought it was because you came in with yeah, Eric Murray, too. Uh-huh, yeah, me and Eric Murray. Yep. Um, we had, like, I think that year we had nine newcomers and transfers. So, yeah, that was a pretty hectic year. It would have been nice if that year the new rule would take a, would have taken effect and you could have played immediately with yeah, KJ no, and Truck. <laughs> I don't wow. know, though. I, I appreciated my sit-out year. Did you? I, I think I'm – yeah, I'm a big advocate for, for taking that sit-out year. Okay, and then you finally get to play and basically just – I mean, just hit the ground running. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously after the fact, we're talking about first a two-time first team all-conference, which is so difficult to do, especially in the Big 12. I mean, stats, just just crazy stats. I mean, I don't know, Juwan, if you ever – you probably don't look at these and get into them, but, I mean, it's an easy it's an easy thing to pull up your bio and see there's only six players in school history to have 1,000 points, 400 assists, 100 steals, and 350 rebounds. Just incredible. I mean, it really was incredible. That's why I use that term, Mountaineer legend, yeah. for sure. I mean, do you ever sit back and kind of look at your career in Morgantown and, and enjoy it a little bit? Uh, I mean, I do from time to time. Mostly, if I'm if I'm talking to somebody else, uh, you know, my my parents raised me to not really read your press clippings, so I've never really been the person to kind of toot my own horn. But, um, I mean, from time to time, people want to talk or they 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 tell me about something that that uh, you know they were thinking about or you know their favorite moment, and they always remind me of the Kansas layup against Kansas so you know from time to time I, I'm talking about it especially while I'm here in Morgantown but for the most part uh, not really I mean I think when I'm when I'm you know when I finally hang it up and, and say I'm done I think that'll be the first time I really like sit back and reflect on everything that I've done especially here at West Virginia. Well, I'll, I'll reflect for you for a minute. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, I, I just I remember like the first two years you were eligible you know didn't make the tournament made yeah. the NIT, and then your senior year. So I, I would always go to the first game of the year, and it was Monmouth. And I remember we were losing to Monmouth your <laughs> senior year in the first game of the, the season, yeah. and we made a big comeback because we started pressing. I was like, all right, I like this press stuff. Yeah. But you all really built a foundation for what JC and Dax and all them, by you know them learning from what you and Gary Brown did and – um, that year, that tournament run was a blast because nobody thought we were going to beat Maryland, and we spanked. Right. Yeah. And we spanked. So. Yeah, Sweet 16. Yeah. 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 That's, that's always – those are the fun years when you don't expect to make a run. Oh, yeah, and then you do it. So, obviously yeah, – that, that year was special. Obviously, everybody does remember that Kansas play, the layup, the layup against them. Uh, I have to say that – I mean, I love that play. Obviously, it's probably my favorite. But another one, and it didn't count. I know Juwan remembers this against Virginia Tech. Oh yeah, <laughs> he gets up and they they call a foul. Was it a foul one against you or how did that happen? They called to play dead. You'd already t- taken flight though. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, um, Kevin Noreen. He he picked up the foul. I mean, I don't think he picked up the foul, but uh, the guy fouled him. Uh, okay. I don't I don't know what what they were doing. They weren't really. Kevin wasn't really involved in that play, but he he was notorious for. Speaking some contact, so <laughs> he got his, he got a play, he got a, a foul called on that play. So if yeah, it, I don't, I don't if it, if some if someone's listening doesn't remember that because it, it didn't count, you can easily find that play. It's <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, I mean, I remember thinking because you were banged up that that the previous year and and you did that. I was like, okay, he's healthy, <laughs> he's back. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was that was a sight to see. Talking about just yeah. you know a uh, play getting called dead. So just from us, we obviously when we're watching a game, we just think the refs hate West Virginia. We think they <laughs> hate hugs, and they we we just are always yelling at the TV screen. Do you all feel that? I mean, how do you handle that when you're playing? Now you know you might see Deuce getting frustrated or some of the guys that you're up there with wow. now. How do you? How do you kind of coach them through that, and how did you deal with it as a player? Because it drives us crazy. If I see Jamie Lucky, I know it's a long night. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a as a player, I mean, you want every call, so you always feel like the refs are against you because you want every call. You think you're getting fouled, and uh, you never think you're fouling. So, um, you know, with the style that we're used to playing and the and the the rough style that Hugs is used to playing, it's it's going to be a lot of contact in the game. So. Um, I think that might play into it a little bit. I think it might play into that um, we were the newcomers in the league, um, a league that's been established. So, you know, they kind of had to learn how we play. And uh, that's that's about as far as I could go on what I think, you know, might be with the officiating. But with the players, I mean, we just tell them to play through it. I mean, uh, that's the biggest thing you can do. You can't control what the refs are saying or um, how they call in the game. You can only control yourself. So. You know, it's definitely frustrating, and, and, you know, here at West Virginia, we've always thought that. And, and, <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, we we got to go out there and play the game. Right. So Cause we, I, can, I can honestly say my my, my, uh, my junior not, not my junior, my senior year, I think we might have got away with a, quite a couple fouls. So <laughs> Yeah, that's when Press I Virginia to, started, and then I everybody complained. Well, but we got to get real, though, because I – I'm I'm the big complainer on the show, and but Derek Culver he he gets killed under there. He does get, he <laughs> does no, get yeah, beat Derek, up. Bro. Yeah, they do. I mean, but I don't know. Usually it's like that. Yeah, and he he so and hugs us openly talk about that. So yeah. it probably doesn't help matters. But well, Juwan, let's get into your uh, professional experience. I mean, first uh, you had a you went to Golden State, correct? Uh huh. And then. Uh, so tell us kind of about that, and then obviously overseas. Uh, well, that, that experience was, I mean, that was great. You know, they were coming just off, right off winning the championship. Uh, Steph, I got an MVP. Um, you know, that was amazing, you know, just to be around those guys and just around the atmosphere around that time because it was, you know, it was, it was unbelievable. But just seeing those guys up close and the work ethic and – you know, just the whole dynamics of the NBA, of a team, of an organization like that was, you know, something I always cherish. And, you know, competing with those guys and learning and anything that I could take from them to this day is still things that I try to apply myself. Um, but, you know, it, it was great there. Um, moving forward a little bit, uh, being in the G League, that was also an eye-opening experience um, because the, the contrast was so different, you know, from NBA – organization to a G league or at the time D league organization, it was the contrast was huge. And, and so, I mean, everything that I went through there, I feel like it shaped me not only as a player, but a person just because you deal with so much adversity when you're trying to get to a level like that, that, you know, it makes you focus and drive and try to push through uh, whatever comes your way. Um, and then moving overseas that, like I said, that was another eye open experience, you know, being just out the country, living over there for eight to 10 months, um, language barriers in France. My coach didn't speak English. (laughs) (laughs) So I was, yeah, I was relying on a lot of my teammates and the assistant coach and, 
you know, just everything from, you know, here we fly, we fly first class. Um, the Warriors, of course, we're flying first class overseas you're on the bus. So, <laughs> you know, it's just a total, it's a, just a lot of different things that's thrown at you and you just got, it, it teaches you how to adapt and just keep pushing forward no matter what you, you come up against. Yeah, and then obviously you had some success over there. So, uh, what ultimately led you to decide to, to come back to Morgantown? Uh, you know, work as a grad assistant, and and I guess you could say give up playing at least for now. I think really just the pandemic. Um, mm. You know, the the world kind of went on hold, and um, I know me during that time I was thinking, you know, how can I get ahead? You know, while the world is is sitting still, what can I do to try to get ahead? You know, and uh, you know, I didn't really want to just concentrate or depend all the way on basketball because you you never know with a pandemic. And I knew just the dynamics of Europe, they tend to offer less money when situations happen like this. So I just wanted to give myself another avenue to be able to go into and not just want to have all my eggs in one basket. Absolutely. Um, so you know, I'll, I'll go ahead. Well, is it is it your plan to keep playing? Uh, right now I'm kind of undecided. Okay. I mean, every day that I'm doing this, I enjoy it, um, but at the end of the day, I still love playing basketball, and I'm I'm in the gym every day, just messing around, dribbling, shooting. So, um, I think I'm just waiting to see what my 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 best opportunity is. You know, I got kids, so it's not just about me anymore. I try to you know put them in the in the front of my mind when I'm thinking about what I want to do, and you know, coaching could be something long term. So I'm just kind of trying to weigh out my options and see which which is the best route to take. So what are you – are you pursuing your master's in something? Are you leaning more towards coaching? Or I know a lot of times guys will do like sports management or something like that. Yeah, I'm getting my master's in sports management. Okay, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. So you have two two children. Have, what's what's yeah. the ages of that? Yeah, I have, I have two children. Um, my daughter, Jayla, she's four. And my son, um, he's a junior. Uh, he, he's eight months. Oh wow! Yeah, I got a two-year-old. Yeah. He's wild. <laughs> wow. My son is wild. Yeah. He's, just, he's crawling. He's trying to walk now. He's trying to walk while standing. But yeah, he's all over the place. You kind of touched on this earlier when you said hugs when you first came and saw Morgantown said you wait the guys don't leave. Is that kind of what I mean? What he's done as far as giving you all the former players a locker room and a place to train for free. You know, is that kind of part of why you know John Flowers? You know, Deshaun, everybody kind of comes back in the all season to work out. Uh, yeah, I would say so. You know, Hugs, he makes this this place like family. You know, it's like a home, and uh, you know the love you get when you just this whole state of West Virginia, the love that the the state gives you just makes you want to you know come back and just be here because you know it, it's just like I said, it's love. So um, as far as at the facility, Hugs has made it. You know, so easy for the guys to come back and get work in, um, have a place to train and a place to, you know, we have our own, like you said, our own locker room. So our gear is being washed and we're just continuing to get the same love we had when we were players here. So um, that's just a plus. You know, you can't really find that that stuff out anywhere without paying for a top notch trainer right. and, and all of that stuff. So, I mean, that's that's a big burden off of guys like us when we're in the summer trying to figure out where we want to um work out and then it's it's comfortable here so you know it's low-key small and out the way but you got Pitt, you got baltimore you got places around so it's just a nice little place to, to hang in and, and be low-key 
There's nothing like it, man. There's just nothing like Morgantown. So obviously yeah. you talked about it. You still like playing and clearly you can still play at a high level. Uh, we get this question all the time. The TBT. Yeah, that's why I was going to ask <laughs> you. Yeah. Is you that going to do it next year? Is that going to happen next year, at least for you individually? Uh, for me, I, I would say yeah. Um, I mean, let's be I, real. I we would have made a run had you not. I, we would have made a run had you not gotten hurt last year. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would say that I, I'm definitely going to play in the TBT. Um, if I decide to, you know, stay or go into coaching, if my best chances are going into coaching i think i'll use the tbt to be my my last hurrah but um if i continue to play then that'll just be that but yeah i think i'm definitely going to play the tbt that's uh and then there's always there's obviously well it would have it been uh hadn't had there not been a pandemic it was come to charleston oh the, it, it, it may have nuts. may have close to be selling out i, I mean, mean it would have been, been a lot yeah. of people at least eight thousand i'd say it would have yeah, been packed yeah, it would have been awesome sure. And obviously, yeah. you know how Mountaineer Nation does. They just they latch onto that, and, and it's not yeah. just beca- not because they're just Mountaineers. That, I mean, we we legitimately have a great TBT team. Yeah. Depending on yeah. who all is on there, um, Devin Devin, you don't have to you don't have to talk about this, Wani, but <laughs> Devin made me mad last oh, year. Oh yeah, he, he changed teams <laughs> on us. Come on, Devin. <laughs> so talking about playing, do you get in there and actually play with with the guys on the team? I, mean, I don't I don't know what the what the protocol is and all that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not allowed to actually play with them. Mm-hmm. So uh I'm just I'm I'm Coach Harrison is he's told me just, you know, be yourself, folks. They tell me be yourself, you know, let guys know when you see something. Um pull them over to the side or when they when they're off to the side, just give them your point of view. Um don't hold back, just be yourself. And that's kind of my main focus. Um during the summers I'm allowed to play, and I, I play like open gym with the guys during the summer. But when the season starts and, and the school year starts and everything, I'm more so just, you know, in a in a standoffish role, just, you know, talking to the guys from the sideline. All right. Well, that leads me to a question that we got a whole bunch of people to ask. I'm curious myself. We we read articles how you've been a mentor for Deuce. How good can Deuce be? Oh. Uh, I think Deuce, I think Deuce could be really good. I mean, think about it. He's a he's a true sophomore right now, um, and he's having a he's having a great season. So, you know that that automatically opens the door for a lot of potential. Um, I think he's making the transition into trying to be a point guard. He's he's already showing that he's a great scorer, but man, I think he. I think his ceiling is really high, you know, depending on how much, you know, point guard he adds to his game, to his game. Um, and then the natural, the natural jumps he'll make just learning the game and being older and, you know, more mature. I think his ceiling is very high. I think he could be a really good player. I think he already is a really good player, but I think he can be a special player. Yeah. When, and that's one of the things and that we won't even talk about, who left the program because sometimes people get in their heads like, Oh, you need to go ahead and try to go pro go to, I hope he stays kind of like JC did develops yeah. for four years. Cause look, I mean, JC's making money. You know what I mean? He got a good yeah, contract. Yeah. So I hope he kind of does that and runs that out and doesn't get bad advice. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, just from the time I've been around Deuce, uh, he seems to definitely have his head on straight. Um, humble kid. And he seems like he had the good a good camp around him. So, um, 
you know, I think he'll make the, the best decisions for him. And I think the people around him will, will all be kind of pointing him in the right direction, wherever that is. But he see, he has his head on straight. So uh, we talked about him individually, but what do you think the ceiling is for this team? Obviously, we've lost four games, but three of those have been against top four teams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the time and when two, we played two them. that we really probably should have won. <laughs> yeah, could have won the Gonzaga game yeah. and should have won Texas. Yeah. I mean, it was just – yeah, I would. I mean, I would. I, I would say honestly, the the game. I the only game I think we we truly beat ourselves or or should have lost. I don't say should have lost the game that we didn't have a chance. Look like was the Kansas game. Yeah. Every other game, I feel like we should have won. Yeah. Um, I think we're just trying to put it all together. Uh, we're we're switching up our style a little bit. Um, of course, we had Oscar lead the team, so not that that you know, does anything to our team, but it changes the dynamics. It puts guys that weren't playing in a role where they're going to play more and people are dependent to do more. So that that's an adjustment in itself that's going to take a little bit of time. Um, but I think if everybody keeps working like they are, the, the players work hard. And I think if everybody is reaching their individual ceiling um, and, and getting to the place they can be as their individual player, I think our team can be really special. You know, this is probably the most talented team I've seen from top to bottom since since I've been associated with West Virginia, so they seem know, like a tight said, group. Yeah, they're 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 a close group. You know, they hang out, um, they hang out off the court. Uh, they all live in the same type of little apartment complex, so they're definitely a tight a tight knit group, and that's that's a big part of it. You guys have to like each other in order to win. Well, he's sucking me back in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Je- Justin gets so mad because he's like, you know, before the season, he's like, man. This is a final four bust, you know. <laughs> we lose one game. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, calm down, man. Hey, well, I mean, my opinion is always a little biased because I'm I'm in there grinding with the guys every day. But um, I do know that, that, that this team does have the potential to do something special. You know, potential can always be an ugly word, but they do have the potential to do something special. All right, I got a question for you. And if you don't want to answer it, we can cut it out because this isn't live. So, Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> just from – Okay, so I'm not one of those idiots that will, like, troll or comment to players. Like, I saw people putting stuff to Emmett about making free throws. It's like, dude, you're probably 50 years old, overweight. (laughs) You would airball those free throws if you were in the same shot. Uh, So, but my thing is, it's like, for just from a fan, you know, diehard fan, we're not putting in the work. So, when somebody transfers the way Oscar did, and then you see the player saying good luck and all that, I mean – me just as I was personally offended. I'm not on the team. So, like, I understand you're friends with him and stuff like that. But if you were in a similar situation, would you be like, dude, at least wait till after the season. We got a chance to do right. something special. Right. No, that's a great question. I mean, I feel like I, I had a, a couple of different um, viewpoints. You know, one of my viewpoints is, you know, I'm, I'm alumni of West Virginia. So, I'm, I'm pro West Virginia. And when a guy leaves West Virginia – you know, I'm kind of looking at them sideways, whether I know what's going on or <laughs> right. not, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, from that standpoint, I, and that's the kind of guy I am, you know, I go hard for my team. And if you leave my team, it's either you with me or you against me. Right. So that's that's really how I, I, I look at it. Um, but then, then again, you know, you want to be a professional about things. And so it's like, you know, you wish people the best of luck wherever they go, even if it's not with you. Um, and then the last perspective I took was from the players. You know, it's just a different generation. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that, that's the way I would sum it up. It's just a different generation. And um, 
you know, that I guess they put their friendship before basketball or anything. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's how they feel about it. So I didn't really try to read too deep into it because it really wasn't my personal situation. Right. Um, so I just tried to see it from their point of view. But me personally, my initial thought was like, man, this is I'm a little irritated too, just from a <laughs> like you said, from a fan and from an alumni standpoint. Like that guy, he left us. Not to say anything bad about Oscar, right. but I mean, when you get traded, there's no there's no friends on the basketball court. Right, and that that's the thing so. too. It's like he had the good game against Northwestern or North uh, who was Northeastern. Yeah, and then right. if you watch his press conference, he was talking about going forward in Big Twelve play, right. and then all of a sudden right. it's like you hear rumors he's gone, and everybody was just kind of where did this even come yeah. from? Because yeah, because yeah. you, you I heard think the biggest thing was that it just. It just kind of took everybody by surprise. Yeah, um, yeah. Whether whether he wanted to leave or not, that's his choice. And, you know, nobody can be mad at you for making whatever you feel like the best decision is for yourself. But, yeah, when you kind of build people up and, and it's like, oh, man, you, you just had a good game and then you're speaking highly and you got to kind of get people going in one direction and then this happens, it's just like it just, you know, it leaves room for people to think and say whatever they want. So, yeah, I mean, that's, for sure. I think that's just what, what happened. I think – Juwan said it's a different generation, and we, we were just talking off the air. I, I got mean, offended when I saw all the yeah. players saying good luck. I'm yeah. like, I would I would block you and yeah. never talk to you <laughs> until after our playing careers are over. But you look- yeah, I mean, the, the, the me, the, you know, the the competitor that I am, yeah, the, the initially I, I I was like, man, why, why, why we – but, like, again, I had to take a step back. This is not my personal situation, right. and then I was – after I read some of the stuff they said, I guess I tried to see it their their way. And I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, if they, you know, if they are okay with it, this is their team. If they're okay with it, who am I not to be okay with it? That's a good point. And I, I mean, don't even have a problem with somebody, you know, I would still feel the same way if somebody transfers. It's just transferring right. in the middle of a season. Yeah. Right. A little, yeah, <laughs> I transferred. So yeah. I mean I'm not I'm not Hugs transferred. To guys transferring. Yeah. yeah, but it's just you know, you do things. It, there's a certain way to do everything, even yeah. when you aren't happy. You know, when you quit a job, you still have to give a two-week notice right? so that they can find a replacement or whatever. So, I mean, it's just a way to do everything. All right. Well, I didn't know. Brent, you just couldn't take it, could you? You had to bring that up. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I, I had to. And Juwan's answer was perfect. It was, <laughs> it was. I mean, it's just a good way to look at it. So, so Juwan, we'll wrap up here. We like to do rapid fire uh, just to kind of get to let Mountaineer Nation know you maybe a little bit more. Did I put favorite food on there? Do we have that on uh, there? We we'll, might have to ask. Yeah, we'll probably do. We'll, we'll, we'll improvise. But yeah. first question is, uh, toughest professional atmosphere or maybe a country you played in? Uh, the toughest prof- the toughest professional atmosphere, um, I would probably say, even though I wasn't playing uh, pro at the time, it was when we played uh, at Brooklyn. We played my sophomore year we played uh michigan and um uh, in brooklyn's arena and that was that was the first time i had ever been in an nba arena and it was just and that was brand new too wasn't it yeah the yeah. arena was yeah. huge they it was blacked out only thing the light was on the court it was just i couldn't get over the feel of being in the arena that it, it was kind of overshadowing me playing in the game a little bit <laughs> that's like madison <laughs> square garden i, I yeah. just there's a feel you just cannot describe in that place. It's right. it's unreal. All right. Well, going off of that, how about uh, when you played professional? What country had the best food? Oh, there we go. That's yeah. A food question. Uh, the country I would say 
I'm not, I don't venture too much with food, but I would I would say France. Um, they have these little kebab spots pretty much on any corner, and they have great cheese steaks and chicken paninis and Ooh. stuff like that. So yeah. I, I I used to go there a lot. That's that's more American. Now I, yeah, I like that. that yeah. <laughs> I don't get too wild either with with the food yeah. stuff. If it's green, he doesn't eat it. It's like get that off. Yeah, there. I'm I'm really picky. They they do frog legs and that's oh, no, no. Well, those are all good. that stuff over yeah. there. <laughs> Asbury finally speaks up when he's yeah. like frog legs. I and love frog legs. And, uh, <laughs> not me. All right, man. We'll wrap up. And uh, we just simply want to ask you your most memorable moment at, at West Virginia. Uh, my most memorable moment. I would say my most memorable moment uh, would be the the uh, game winner that I hit against Virginia Tech my sophomore year because that was the first game winner that I, I ever made in college. <laughs> All right, That's good and, and we hate tech too. So yeah, we hate tech. <laughs> but I don't know if you notice, we usually do a little. Uh, Bubby here does a little picture. We do a little promo. We had to put Perry Ellis in that picture. Had you to know? put Perry Ellis in there. <laughs> <laughs> because you know how that game ended, and Perry. Yeah. I think Perry Ellis played for twelve years at Kansas. It seemed like it. <laughs> yeah, he definitely seemed like he was there forever. Of course, they probably think that about certain probably JC and stuff like that too. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that game that you hit the shot against Kansas, though, that was uh, that was one of the blizzard nights, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It yeah, was. That, it was yeah. crazy that night. Yeah, that was that was a that was a crazy night. Well, listen, Juwan, man, we really appreciate it. We we just can't thank you enough for jumping on here. And we get, I mean, maybe you realize this, maybe you don't. We just get so many requests for for people like you. I mean, you're just a special when you played. You know, you're back now. It's awesome to see you on the on the sidelines again. I hope you get to play in that TBT because we just love seeing our our Mountaineers play. You play in the TBT. We have an RV. We're bringing it. Yeah, that's right. All right, that's we'll be there. Good. We'll be there. Tell tell you tell Joe Flo we'll be there. <laughs> All right, see you guys there. Yeah, man, for sure. Again, really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Okay, thanks for having me, man. Thanks. thanks.